This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. Sure, a lot of people would disagree with you, but let's see what they have to say. Which president would you like to see come back to cabinet? And this is based on the next conversation that we are about to have with Musam Dunge, political analyst and PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee. We examine David Cameron's return to UK politics following his appointment as foreign secretary. Some say it is rare for a former prime minister to make such a prominent return to government and his appointment caught political observers of God. But what is Rishi Sunak trying to do here? For more analysis on this, we are joined by Musam Dunge. Musam, quick one. Did anyone actually expect this to happen? A former prime minister minister coming back to serve in cabinet and he has a successor on that and also considering for instance how david cameron left no good afternoon Adrian. um no indeed no one expected this um even uh, the best of the fakest prophets who are popular would not have called the return of david cameron back into active politics at this time and no one saw it at all and here's my thing, though, is that he gets appointed um, to now uh, to the foreign secretary desk. Um, yet when he was prime minister, he actually resigned because of um, Brexit and how he couldn't implement what the people of the UK have decided when it, when it comes to Brexit um, after those polls. What role would he be playing now? Well, indeed, David Cameron, must, must, we must remember, is associated with the period of you know compassionate conservatism and um, he was very crucial in remaking and rebranding of the conservative party when he came uh, into power as its leader in 2005 during a period when tony blair had uh, had you know won his third election and it seemed like the conservative party had no answer towards you know blair blair's popularity and so you know what we see rishi sunak trying to do here is certainly, you know, go back and try and rekindle old magic and see if with David Cameron and his support, he is able to rebrand the Conservative Party, especially following the failure of the King's Address in really, um, you know, painting a picture of what is this big issue that uh, Rishi Sunak is going to resolve in terms of, of, of his next year or in his time in office, where we know He's moving towards that 2024 election, and we see where the polls are moving, certainly not in the direction that Rishi Sunak would like. And again, going back to this point around the Brexit, because David Cameron was campaigning for people to remain, and of course, um, he, was, he, was, he was outvoted. Um, but now, as he comes back, is there an indication at all that there's a possibility of a renegotiation with the European Union and possibly that we see another referendum? No, not at all. Not at all. Remember that Rishi Sunak is a a, a Brexiter as well. Mm -hmm. And Rishi Sunak was part of that core team um, with, uh, you know, Boris Johnson, who are really promoting and pushing for Brexit. But not only that, he was critical to Boris Johnson's administration. So what we actually are seeing here is people of the opposite side really coming together uh, during this moment. And it's more of a return of the remainers into the center of power where it seems like the Brexiters, when you consider Boris Johnson, Liz Truss, you consider Rishi Sunak, they've all failed um, in, 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 in really pre, pre, uh, you know, positioning the United Kingdom in a post-Brexit world. So interesting that the man who failed to save 
the country from Brexit has been called to, to, to be its number one diplomat and reposition the UK post a Brexit world. What yeah. does it mean to be a great power in a time where it no longer has access to Brussels in the manner that it used to? Yeah, and also considering the geopolitics that's currently playing out as well, of course, um, the former prime minister comes with a lot of contact, comes with a lot of context as well, but comes with a lot of access to certain people. Would that play in the favor of the UK and also repositioning the UK? You know, I know that you speak about internally within, within the country, but what about externally and how the UK is then seen? Well, certainly, I mean, externally, because of the role he has played, Remember that um, in terms of foreign policy, you know, he does have a record. And this is where this move becomes so surprising, because when we think of areas such as Libya, mm -hmm. where he was, you know, at he was number one and at the top of really pushing for, you know, a NATO involvement in that country's internal conflict and the removal of Muammar Gaddafi. And we've seen the consequences of post-war repair that did not happen you know, mimicking what we have seen in Iraq or even in Afghanistan, where we've seen a return of the Taliban regime. And so, you know, yes, he comes with context. Yes, he comes with a certain prestige. But I would argue that these were not needed in, for, for Rishi Sunak. He had in James Caverly, whom he moved to Home Secretary, a person who was quite capable to, 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 to build uh, a, a, a strong UK message and, uh, around and strategy around certain issues if you think of what is happening in Israel or what is happening in Ukraine. And so he didn't need it for that. But what he was effective was in shutting down the noise that was coming from among his backbenchers and among that grouping that supported Boris Johnson, who supported Suella Braverman. And Suella Braverman's removal has now been shut down with disappointment. So from that strategic perspective, this was a win for Richard Sunak. Thank you so much for your time. Musam Dunga, the political analyst and PhD candidate based at the University of Dundee.